0: On this episode, we discuss the second episode of Season 2 of Westworld. More time-hopping and character confrontations. How did Westworld all begin? Stay tuned as we pour it all over. Hey friends, and welcome to the Pour Over podcast, hosted
1: by myself, Dill, and Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend
0: on each morning, coffee. So how's it going, Joe? It's pretty good, man. Um, yeah, just having a pretty chill Sunday and, you know, looking forward to talking about this next episode of Westworld with you. Um, what about you, man? Uh, same. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, just trying to make it
1: through this one, last week. Like I said on the last episode, this week is my finals, so just got a couple of things left. Um, but, you know, I always got time to take a break and record an episode. Yeah. Ooh. Whether that's good for my academic career or not, that's all right.
0: <laughs> well, you got a long break ahead of you, my friend. That's true. That's true. That's what I miss. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, how's how's your coffee been this
0: week, man? Coffee has been good. Um, I, I've been pretty much making um, coffee every day, despite the fact that I've been sick. Um, so if you guys notice a little bit of a, a nasal, uh, you know, uh, kind of a front presentation with my nasal, you know, but, um, uh, nasal forward, uh, I think that's what's, what I was trying to say, <laughs> um, uh, in my voice, uh, because I, I caught a cold like last Sunday after, um, I came back from like a big road trip. <clears throat> so that being said, uh, You know, like you probably know, being sick kind of changes your taste receptors. Mm. Um, So it's been harder for me to really taste the brews I've been making, but I think it's been pretty good. Uh, I've been doing mostly AeroPress, and today and yesterday I I did uh, the Kalita Wave.
1: Mm. Nice, nice. Maybe I got you sick over Skype or something, man, because I was sick a couple episodes ago.
0: Man... Yeah, or maybe it was in the package you sent. You gave me some contaminants inside that package. Ooh,
1: that's true. That's true. Ooh, <laughs> we'll the package will be something we'll talk about in a future episode. Um, so stay tuned for that, listeners. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you still brew coffee just because when I was sick, I was just kind of, since I couldn't really taste it anyways, I was like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still brewed it some days, but... Um. So you feel yeah. like you, you're still able to taste it or or you're just drinking it just out of habit?
0: Um, I, 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 Yeah, I was thinking about this when you were asking that, you know, telling tell about that, um, being sick and all. But I think I'm too cheap to just let my beans go bad. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I just got to keep drinking the bean because, you know, eventually it's going to taste even worse. So um, I guess I kind of just... Just take it in stride and you know it's not i mean i'm not like super sick like if i had a really sore throat then it would be mm-hmm. kind of that would be kind of more game-changing but it's really just a lot of congestion um but you know your flavor receptors are kind of in the nose too mm-hmm. so that definitely affects it yeah uh, i will say in my kind of observations of making coffee while sick is that um, because the um, Aeropress is so forgiving on brews? I feel like it makes a very smooth kind of coffee that goes well with not having a strong flavor palette, like mm-hmm. not having a strong, or maybe having, you know, like because I'm not really a super taster. I think like um, it kind of evens things out. Versus if I drink the the Cl- from the KLEIDA Wave, which has been yet today and yesterday um it just doesn't taste as good I don't know hmm. interesting could be yeah, my beans I'm too a, i'm
1: am no doctor um to my parents' dismay but uh yeah, i'm not <laughs> I'm not sure what the what being sick does I just know since it kind of yeah I guess you all congested and you can't really um taste or smell it quite as much or as well. Um. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting. I'm just like. I guess you can still enjoy it, though. And, you know, like it doesn't yeah. take away the enjoyment. I guess it seems is what what you're kind of saying. But depending how you brew it, but
0: right? Yeah, it kind of changes I mean,
1: the experience a little.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I think I mean exactly that. Um. Yeah, just like just like the the flavors are different or just more kind of muted i guess Mm. um and then also um if i had a sore throat i I think i wouldn't really be doing it at all um just because it's kind of coffee can be kind of caustic sometimes for your throat period Mm. so like you know having a sore throat would just be like double bad Ooh, I see i see yeah but enough about me. <laughs> How've your brews been? Um, well, just
1: like last week. Oh, it's interesting cuz you know cuz we are talking. You're saying how you're still brewing it because, you know, you don't want the beans to go bad. I'm still mm. drinking the beans that I had like, I don't know, like 4 episodes ago maybe. Oh. Um, oh, so like when like... I got sick. Oh. Basically. Um, I'm still like at the end of those cuz that that's when for some reason, I think I had, like, three bags of beans. Um, just It, it just mm-hmm. so happened I had a huge surplus. Then I got sick, didn't drink much coffee for that week or so, and then just kind of got back into it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And also, recently, I've actually been going to coffee shops a lot more in the past few weeks. Um, okay. Something I haven't really mentioned. But So, you know, all those things put together, I just still have some really old coffee. And yeah. Yeah. It's it's fine. Um, earlier this week, you know, I texted you because you know, like I, said, I had three bags. Um, two of them are finished, but you know, like when when you're done, when you're almost done with a the bag, there's some beans left. It's not hmm. quite enough for my normal brew, but yeah, it's still there. And I I didn't want to throw it away. Usually, I think I just throw it away. Like you know, it's like ten grams of coffee or something. It's not a lot. But this mm-hmm. time i decided to combine the two leftovers basically to make one right. one cup <laughs> and um it was okay like it uh, this might make me me sound much more um experienced in my palate but it is it, not really the case but it almost, it, i almost i felt like the flavors were competing with each other uh-huh. Um, it's almost like like I, I think i think about when when i first started trying to cook you know like in college or something mm-hmm. and you would over season stuff or add too much stuff to it and it would right. ultimately end up tasting like nothing mm. you know um it's like you know wait, wait, it wait, you, out. Don't, you don't really get it because you're like oh i'm adding so much stuff how does it just keep tasting like nothing um, but it's right. just like everything is kind of like canceling each other out and like just the 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 mix of the flavors just aren't going together. I think that's kind of mm. what happened when I brewed the coffee. Um, it didn't taste bad, kind of. You know, depending <laughs> on your standards for bad, I still drank most of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, is is weird. I feel like is is a mixed experience. You know. Mm. So um, so you
0: you're, you're, you're yeah. saying it wasn't no like Oak Cliff Triple Geisha blend no not quite yeah you know trying
1: try <laughs> to try make my own blend with i don't even know what they were anymore at this point but <laughs> it, it didn't work out um like that so I, I won't i won't be selling that special blend for you know like $25 a bag or something
0: mm. um, hmm. thank you for your service there <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's like ultimate cheapness though it's like man i just got i just got a little bit like what what, what oh. do i do with this um Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, though, I'm like, because I I don't have my AeroPress currently. Uh I'm letting a friend borrow it. But the AeroPress, I can use a lot less coffee than I would with my V60. Hmm. So part of me is like, oh, if I had the AeroPress, I could just kind of make a cup in there. So, you know, maybe that's the better solution make less coffee. Hmm. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just been okay um, in terms of my brews. But. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I was gonna say. I mean, that 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 could be ultimate um, cheapness or ultimate ingenuity. I mean, hmm. you could have came out with like a super good blend.
1: That's true. That's true. I, it doesn't help that the coffee is like hella old, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it, like even if I brewed it by itself, it wouldn't taste like that much, other than just being really stale. So it's like right. stale plus stale, but slightly different. You know, it's just kind of weird.
0: I, yeah, I guess that's what we were saying on text, though, was like when you when you do that, it's usually when you're at the end of a bag. Mm. And um, when people roast beans to blend, they're probably doing it at their freshest state. So, you know, I hope they know what they're doing when they're blending beans. But but they probably do. I mean, they make money off of that business. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. Do, do you usually buy blends?
1: That's that's an interesting question.
0: Uh, that, that's a good that's a good coffee topic um i i don't uh, i i bought maybe two i can check my bags real quick i have them right here Oh. Yeah. yeah i have i have one blend from uh deeper roots coffee it's called the ghost light blend which is um, oh, that yeah. coffee shop right. i go to yeah which uh interesting tangent um i was talking to someone who's really into coffee here and um they <laughs> Uh, they were really dogging on Ghostlight, um, so I, I don't know <laughs> if you ever like had a conversation with someone about a restaurant or like anything. And before you even could say that you liked it, they're like, "Oh yeah, that place sucks. Like I, I hate, <laughs> I hate going there. Their food's not good, service not good." <laughs> but that's like what this guy was saying about Ghostlight. Oh, um, so now, like, kind of like retracted a little bit. I was like, hmm, "Okay, I'm gonna just listen and uh, yeah." Yeah. But and you I gave me you gave me a blend too. You gave me the Vixen from Tweed. Oh that's right. That was a blend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think I usually don't
1: buy blends in my memory. Um nothing I don't think there's a particular reason for that. So maybe that's something I should check out a little bit more. Especially mm. now around the holiday season, they usually kind of have holiday blends that they come out with. I think you know it's interesting to see how when you actually do it right, you know what what coffee blends could could
0: be like. Hmm. Um, yeah. 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 So that's a, a that's a whole another level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think part of me just like keep it simple. Although the single origins cost more. <laughs> Uh-huh. True. I, usually, at least I think so. It's like keep it simple, but then also pay more because you know if you get a blend, it's a little bit cheaper. Um, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see, and just uh, also like a random random thing because uh, this Christmas I I'm going to visit my family in in Utah, and okay. I've been kind of um debating with myself in my mind is like do you want do I want to bring all my coffee equipment, you know? Oh like, yes. Yeah, you know, bring all that, do do the whole shebang, you know, whatever. And I ended up deciding not. And what mm. I'm gonna try instead is actually I'm gonna bring instant coffee, which we, we've kind of talked oh. about on a, on one of the earlier episodes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um but I just ordered on Amazon some Mount Hagen freeze dried coffee okay i I, I think i vaguely remember this brand being mentioned um and i hope it was being mentioned in a positive light but we'll see (laughs) Uh, but yeah i bought some and and that's what i will probably be drinking mostly while while i'm traveling Mm. Uh, i mean also i mean go to coffee shops and stuff which we we kind of talked about before but, yeah, yeah, I just thought, you know, it just wasn't worth it to, to bring all this stuff, and I don't know. I'm not even Wait. sure if I'd be able to use it every day or not. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe I'll, I'll give a updated review on the Mount Hagen stuff, see how it goes. Yeah.
0: Please do. I, I would be curious. Do you know um, any other details about that coffee? Is it, like, what kind of bean is it? Um, I have no idea. I as a person
1: self-proclaimed coffee um enthusiast and a co-host of a podcast that talks about coffee you would think i would research it more <laughs> um i i read the amazon reviews though and they they weren't very promising like they were good you know the reviews uh-huh. were positive uh-huh but i think like most of the reviews i read were either like I never drink coffee, but I bought this for some reason. Oh, or like, you know, I I, I like Starbucks. Yeah, I, I don't know, it's just weird. Like these people that I don't think have strong opinions on coffee, specialty coffee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, specialty, craft sure. coffee, you know. You know, to each their own, you know, whatever works for you right. with coffee stuff. But I was reading these and I was like, uh this this doesn't fill me with hope. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, coffee enthusiasts probably aren't really buying a bunch of instant
0: Yeah, true, true. Yeah, well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, when I was back home in Houston last Christmas, um, my mom had a friend who was staying over at our house. We host a lot of families uh, at times. And uh, he bought this huge thing of Maxwell Maxwell House uh, coffee. (laughs) I know. But uh, I don't know. After a while, the flavor kind of grows on you. And... uh, (laughs) I guess it's kind of just like, well, there it is. And you just, like, drink it. (laughs) That's true. That's true. If it's what you have, you know, and, like, given the circumstances, you Mm -hmm. you can bear with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be a super snob about it. I mean, there's just something about having that coffee aroma in the morning that doesn't really matter what, you know, what it tastes like. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, it does matter what it tastes like, but I mean, just, I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm not on the other side of the spectrum all the way on that side, but, um, but yeah. I don't know. yeah, let let us know how it goes though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll see. Um, I, I bought a, a bigger thing of it,
0: I guess. Um, oh. so, so we'll, we'll see. Very nice. Very nice. Uh. Well, I mean, if you guys haven't noticed, uh, you know, we just kind of went on our coffee banter. Uh, Dill and I kind of talked about this, um, you know, off the show, and I don't know, Dill, we can keep this or not um, in the live show, but yeah, I think uh, we're going to try and keep our coffee banter the center of kind of our coffee conversation, and if we have something extra special, I think that's what we'll put for our coffee topic uh, slash conversation, but for the most part, I think we do want to talk more about um, the shows we're watching, uh, just because I know that for our listeners, they're tuning in for us to pour it over on Westworld. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, without further ado, Dil, you ready to talk about Westworld? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So episode two, uh, we got um, uh, the the title of the episode is called Reunion. So here's the summary. Um, Here we go. Dolores continues her revolution in Westworld and begins to recruit uh, more members to help her get to the valley beyond. Teddy follows along and is exposed to his previous memories of being slaughtered in Sweetwater. With the conscription of a technician, Dolores revives members of the Confederados to build a bigger army to thwart the mass of reinforcements that are coming to Westworld. Meanwhile, William saves Lawrence from certain death and seeks help from other Confederados Uh, In Pariah, Ford speaks through El Lazo saying, William must complete the game on his own, and the Confederados shoot themselves to prevent William from using them. In the past, we discover that Ford and Arnold owned the Argos Initiative and sold Westworld and its host to Delos. Logan makes the initial investment, which his father resents, but William convinces Jim Delos to use the host to mine data from the guests. Arnold takes Dolores around his house and shows her a skyline in the real world. Dolores remarks of its beauty, but later discovers the dimness of humanity when she unwittingly sees Logan and Angela sleeping together. Mm. Hmm. So, Dylan and I were just talking about before the show that, once again, we got major timelines and major time-hopping.
1: You know, while I was watching the show, I was trying to take notes and stuff, and I was like, "How do I even characterize this?" You know, and, and oh. I ended up just writing like the first one was past, past. The second one was past, and then third was present. Because <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, because they they go way back," you know, right? Like before even um, Logan and and Delos was even involved with with Ford mm-hmm. and Arnold.
0: Um, I mean, is this like? Is this even is this the farthest back we've ever seen in this world? Oh yeah, I think so. Um,
1: yeah, hmm. and, it, and that's that's interesting because I feel like usually like shows kind of throw in one of those like origin story episodes. Um, yeah. somewhere in there, you know, and a lot of times it, it kind of feels like a filler to me because um, mm-hmm. they're just like, you know, you got your main storyline you're invested in, but then they just kind of take this break and the swerve to tell you about this backstory. And right. I mean, you could say the same about this, but I, uh, I feel like it, it didn't feel that way, you know, right. I, at least in a negative sense. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I like, I think, when we get to see parts of the world that we don't usually see, especially mm-hmm. this one, they... We we see Dolores out in the actual real world, you know, right, and like that—that that was, that was legit. You know, at first I think it's just showing is a shot of her face, and I was like, is she wearing makeup? You know, mm-hmm. um, and then she's actually wearing a dress, you know, and, and Arnold is with her, and she sees the skyline, all that stuff. And I was like, oh yeah. shoot, it's pretty
0: cool. Yeah, it looks like the stars are scattered on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, going back to what you said about the timelines, um, like I, I think, and, and you talking about other shows with with filler episodes that explore the beginnings with Westworld, though, I almost feel like it's like their whole shtick is to uh, kind of like spread your uh, your kind of like your 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 understanding of Westworld and like your watch, you know, watching the show in three different timelines and that is how ultimately the larger story develops is like it's not a linear show it's like a very much like fragmented show and by learning about the the past you actually understand the present um because in the present we don't even know what's going to happen next like mm. it's like we don't know where our characters are going it's like by only understanding of the past can we understand you know what this valley beyond is and then you know, in the real present, in this episode, uh, where Dolores is going, because I guess where uh, in the beginning, where they're all directing us to, like the that weird contraption that's building stuff and tearing stuff down, I'm assuming that's where Dolores is trying to go to in the present. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or would you disagree?
1: Um, like, yeah, yeah, I think that. Is the Valley Beyond, you know, slash glory or whatever people are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's kinda the it's the it's the new maze, you know, from season one. Oh. Every, they were trying to figure out what the maze was. <laughs> At least the man in black was. Um and now this is seems to be the new the new focus that they're kinda all to moving put it. toward. And that's like where the momentum is headed.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, um, I guess uh, going back to Dolores, then, uh, what do you think about her in this episode? Um, you know, she's, um, you know, growing an army for herself. Um, she's still just killing people left and right. Um, what do you think about her story arc? And she confronts someone that is kind of also on a revolution. Mhm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like well, I'm, I'm sure it's planned, but you know, our our criticism in the first episode on Dolores was, you know, she felt very superficial and just um one-dimensional, I think is what you said. Oh, yeah. And now in this episode, they've really kind of fleshed out like her her perspective on things, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, partially, like you were saying, by showing the past, I think that is intimately tied with her in the in the present, or you know, whatever they show us as the present. You know, they might throw another timeline in there. Who knows? But right. at least you know the right. Dolores in the most present sense that we know her, like doing the revolution, killing humans and hosts alike. Um, I think this episode sheds a lot of light on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one thing I, I noticed kind of throughout the, the different timelines, I felt like she, she was more passive. You know, she's a little bit more of the, like, innocent Dolores in those past two timelines. But mm-hmm. her experience with humans was generally negative, or at least in the mm-hmm. ways that humans talked about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Arnold, when when he's showing her his house, He's like, you know, I don't know if we all, if we deserve all this, you know? And then when she's talking mm. to Logan at the party and he's basically like giving up on life, it looks like he's also like lamenting humanity. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that she is mm. now, because she says, she kept saying she remembers all of this. It's just like all these experiences is like the old, it's like these humans were telling her how bad humans are. So I was like, mm-hmm. did, did 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 we bring this on ourselves? You know, like as humanity? Oh, right. Um, but yeah, I think it just shed a lot more light on where she's coming from instead of her just kind of being this crazy character on the side. Like I'm just gonna kill everybody, um, right? Except for Teddy. But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah I, be... I I like this episode a lot more. Actually, as oh. a whole, probably. Than the first mm. one, maybe. First one felt a lot more scattered, kind of like we talked about. This one felt a bit more focused.
0: Yeah, um, I concur. so. Yeah, so
1: I, I like this one, and I like Dolores a lot more in this episode too.
0: Yeah, I would. I mean, I would agree with that. And and one one way the the show ties the past with the present is with it with those quotes. You know, mm-hmm. like Dolores using the same quotes from before, uh, and uh, in the present. Um, you know, the quote about, have you ever seen anything uh, with such splendor? Yeah. Um, uh, I can't even think of the other ones right now, but I'm sure she used a lot of them. Um, yeah, I, I do like her character in this episode. It makes me think about, like, um, you know, we're like, oh, she is evil because she used to be white. And it's like, yes, but also, like, she's not just acting this way because of a narrative we put into her. She's acting this way because of who we are and like who we revealed her that we are. Um, So she has this dim view of humanity already by just being around humanity. You know, it's not like Mm. she's just being Wyatt. I mean, she's acting that way because, you know, the way that she was treated by um, uh, William and um, she's acting that way because uh, that's what she sees you know that kind of resentment in logan like she is like you know socialized i guess to be that way
1: yeah i thought one of the quotes was was super interesting um when arnold is showing her you know the skyline and all that stuff and he and he says you you get used to it after a while it doesn't Mm -hmm. look like anything at all and i was like oh Yeah, I was like that. That that is deep. Call back because it's like presented in a whole different way. Because that's just something the hosts say all the time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, You know, maybe maybe that's purposeful. You know, Arnold kind of programmed that in or something like those those words.
0: But I was like, Mm. mm." yeah, yeah. Just those little little uh, little writing bits are just really good in this uh, show. Yeah. Um, what, did, what did you think about the Dolores Maeve confrontation? Ooh.
1: Yeah. I feel like I feel like they're setting that up to kind of be a maybe major conflict or kind of climax later on.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: um, they they are obviously not in agreement on what they're doing. Right. They all kind of have their own um, goal. It seems like you know Maeve kind of comes off as. I think seeing Dolores as still giving in to the humans and like mm-hmm. their, their desires, you know, she says something along, you know, cause Dolores, I think kind of invited her to come fight back, you know, kind of thing. And then yeah. Maeve said something along the lines of like, that's just a different prayer at their altar. You know, right. it's like even you fighting back is what they want. Something like that. And Maeve hmm. is still kind of maintaining that like I'm independent you know, I'm doing what I want, kind of mm-hmm. thing, and so yeah, it's 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 super interesting to me just to see how two very strong hosts, like main character mm-hmm. hosts, are responding and deciding to, um, what what they're deciding to do with their freedom, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that yeah. will come back for sure in the future. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What what did you think about that scene?
0: That was a really gripping scene. Yeah, um, it was like you know our two powerhouse hosts, like you say, kind of um, confronting each other, uh, and 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 you know definitely is a foreshadowing of something that's gonna happen later. I mean, this is like you know Anakin meeting um, Darth Maul at the mm-hmm. Podracer match or whatever. You know, so like it's definitely kind of like a small little. I don't know, to me this was like one of the climaxes of the episode Um, So, yeah, definitely really uh, Really interesting how Their paths crossed so early I think, in in my opinion uh, In in this season I thought they would definitely cross But a little bit later It's going along with the Star Wars theme um, Sith Lord Dolores says something Really kind of sinister and scary (laughs) She goes, um, I can only uh, fathom fathom the revenge that lives inside of you. Like when she's trying to coax Maeve Maeve to join her in her revolution. um, She's like, I see that anger. Channel that anger, you know. (laughs)
1: Join me, you must.
0: Um, Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she's still a little bit, you know, speaking in like imagery and and grandiose language and stuff a a little bit. No right, I don't right. know if that's why it coming out, but <laughs> um, yeah, so the present Dolores is still similar, i mean a little different uh, you know we, we mm-hmm. see a little bit more of her plan, but yeah that that, that was that was pretty interesting That there's definitely one of the i think um highlight scenes of the episode,
0: yeah. What did, you, uh, what did you think about um, uh, the, the man in black in this episode? Or maybe should I say uh, young William, old, old William? Mm. Yes, I, I'm, I'm glad
1: they brought Logan and William back. You know, I, mm. I th- this episode, really? um, did, did they bring anybody else back? I don't know. I feel like they, they kind of brought back some, some characters they didn't necessarily have in the first episode. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, are they are they done, you know? Because cause their, their timeline is kind of over. And so they just go backwards to include them. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird to see William, because uh, I think the older timelines are continuing to show how he becomes the man in black, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Yeah, because he's presented as such a kind of, in a sense, kind of, like, positive character in the first season, at least in the beginning of the first season. Right. Um, And now just to see maybe he was never really that at all in some Mm -hmm. ways. Um, Because he Mm -hmm. he comes up with this idea of of just um, doing, like, data mining, kind of data collecting on on all all the guests and stuff. I'm just right. like, oh, you, uh, you, you, a little bit sinister there, man. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, especially that scene where he has, um, Dolores, uh, naked Dolores in that chair and like interrogating her. Yeah. Basically telling her like you're just a th- you're not even a thing. What would it, what does he say? What's that quote? Um, he said, "Turns out you're not even a thing. You're a reflection. Mm. You know who loves staring at their own reflection." Everybody, Ooh. just like saying, basically, like we created you; you're meant to serve us. You're not even like a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely a lot more cold, man. You know, and some, somewhere in there too, he's like, "Oh, I can't believe I fell in love with you." You know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just like, "Oh, where, where where
0: did the the emotional happy William go?" Right. Um, I mean and and that was all just started when what what happened like he he got jealous one time like in season 1 what happened like he got jealous that Dolores is talking to another guy mm. something um I forgot what happened but it seemed kind of petty yeah um and I feel like uh we'll just call this William the the middle William because <laughs> it's not the young William but it's like the middle one he's even colder than the man in black, I think. Ooh. Like the man in black almost I think has a more nuanced view of Westworld. Like like I think he knows like what it is and what purpose it serves, but he also realized that he did something wrong. And he's I think he's trying to rectify it.
1: Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, this this middle William's still like ignorant, I guess. He's mm-hmm. or maybe arrogant is just like still arrogant. doing his thing going on his path and now man in black's like oh uh, i made a mistake um, mm-hmm. yeah and it's interesting it's like seeing his maneuvers to basically try to take over delos like from logan you know we, we kind of in the first season we just see him basically like strip Logan naked and like send him off on a horse or whatever. Right. And we just assume somehow he becomes like the CEO. But we uh-huh. kinda we kinda see those conversations taking place now with Logan's dad. We uh, do Jim Delos. And he's how he's he's selling Westworld and also selling himself as like a capable person. Um, right. Yeah, but it is it, also weird at that scene where it was um Jim Delos' retirement party. hmm And um he you know, William tells him like happy retirement or something like that. And then he's like, Oh, it feels more like a coronation than, than a retirement party for him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, hmm. like like what I, I feel like there's still some steps missing in my mind where it almost it seems like in that conversation that even Jim... Has lost power and, like, you know, ceded it to to William. In some right. ways, where he's like, "Yeah, you know, I don't really have a choice." Uh, maybe it's because he's sick. Like, I feel like that's gonna be a thing too. But, right? Yeah, he almost just seemed like, yeah you you were just rising up through through the ranks.
0: I, I don't know. Hmm. Quick tangent on um, Jim Delos in that conversation. Is it just me, or did he hint at like immortality? Ooh, what makes you say that? He had he had some comment about like you know he was like coughing and he was like saying like he doesn't have much time but then he said something else i think he was like or maybe i do oh I'll have to go I back and listen one. to it but i i feel like he said something like yeah we'll have to go back and look at that mm. um anyways for some it. reason i thought he was hinting at that he could like get some kind of cure to his sickness
1: yeah, maybe, maybe that's one of those like maybe his interest in the host and, and stuff. Um, trying, trying to allow him to live on. I, I mean, I could totally see that. That's kind of a a normal, um, you know, robot kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, that'd be interesting because I mean, he's still around. He's not dead quite yet in in the whatever timeline that we're talking about. I don't even know anymore, but, um, <laughs> yeah, even though he might not be the person in charge, he's still kind of around,
0: so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess going to Delos then, <clears throat> um, I, I, I kind of liked Logan in this episode. Hmm. Um, he's totally still like a, like a really, terrible person <laughs> and very uh hedonistic but um i don't know he just he just seemed very savvy to me in the beginning um like i kind of appreciated his um i guess curiosity and kind of business venture that mm-hmm. kind of side That's of him cool. and then um when he was kind of drugging himself up uh and, you know in the back of that estate uh and kind of being really resentful i was like oh maybe there's going to be like another side to this character that like Mm. you know i guess to me then he kind of becomes the underdog and i'm like oh maybe i should be like cheering for this person because william is turning out to be such a cutthroat person Mm.
1: yeah that's a that's a good point yeah almost seems like the roles have have switched for for william and logan yeah, mm-hmm. William is really this just always just been this secretly um kind of conniving kind of kind of businessman, shrewd businessman. Right. Yeah, and it seems like Logan like I, mean, I feel like, you know, he's he's not really a great person, but at the same time he he seems true to who he presents presents himself to be. Right, yeah, that, right, that makes sense. Like he—he he straight no, up, no, no. you know, he—he yeah. he, he doesn't really care about people. He cares about himself. Uh, really into you know drugs, sex, you know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just who he is all the time. Yeah, and he's not trying to trick anyone and like trying to play innocent or anything like that. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and that—that that whole scene when they're presenting, like they're trying to sell him on Westworld. You know, Angela's there, and like. They they bring him into this room with all these people. that are just kind of talking and stuff. Man, that was that was, that was pretty legit. Um, yeah, and I think he the you know, the actor really did it well. Like the surprise and like the like no way, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, hundred percent. I think everybody would have that reaction if you know we were kind of in in his shoes. So I, I give him props for that one.
0: Right, right.
1: Did it catch you yeah, off guard? Yeah that that everyone was a host? Yeah. I I had that inkling that I was like, "Oh yeah, I assume um everyone's going to be a host." But it was I think I was surprised that the guy that approached him initially with Angela was also a host. Mhm. I I think, like I think because yeah, yeah. he also froze. So basically
0: his his interaction with everyone was with a host. Yeah. I looked at um, um somewhere I think on Wikipedia that guy is actually uh, a ghost nation guy. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Apparently.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I thought it is cool kind of they they introduced one of the the like the confederado lieutenant or whatever the guy that <laughs> uh, Dolores shoots but then brings back to life. They oh, yeah. First introduced him in that scene. Um, oh, so uh, yeah, because he's he's just one of the guys having a conversation. I think like he's one of the first guys Logan walks up to, and it's just kind of like scoping him out, and then he he just looks oh. kind of weirded out. He's like like bro, okay. what, 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 what you looking at, dude? Um, <laughs> but he ends up being one of the Confederado guys, so mm. um, which which that's interesting too, because that scene was way in the past. And he's still being used in in the present, right? Um, right. Yeah. So I I don't know, but is is yeah, it was cool to see that there were hosts that we recognized, you know, like um, oh man, I, I totally forgot Ma- Maeve's friend's
0: name. Yeah, Cle- Clementine. Yeah, yeah Clementine. Was, uh... um,
1: yeah. So there, there's some people that we we recognize, but also some of the new characters too. It's mm-hmm. just like to see that they've been around for a long time. Um, Yeah, is is interesting. I mean,
0: I guess this is like a bigger discussion, but like, why Dolores? Like, why is Dolores the only like original host that is becoming so sentient? Mm. Uh, Maybe it's because of the the discussions she's having with Bernard or um, Arnold. But I mean, Clementine she been she's been there since the beginning too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like even in in season two, uh, season one she was never, like, really even conscious at all. Yeah. Like, she hadn't had that development at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. It seemed like Arnold kind of had some favoritism toward Dolores, or, like, at least mm-hmm. in terms of using her as kind of experimental with some things, because um, he has all those conversations with her, and, like, he he wants her to find her consciousness or self-awareness. Mm-hmm. That's why he like made the maze and stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, it just seems like he's been focused on her and maybe mm. that's why she's been able to develop in this way. Mm. Um, Which maybe goes back to what Maeve was saying the whole time. Like, you know, girl, you just playing into their hands just in a different way. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but, yeah, it is. It was interesting to me to, to yeah to see all these hosts that we still know, and they've mm-hmm. also been around for so long. Because in the first season, they're just like Dolores is the oldest host in the park. He's like, okay, so she's like one of the originals, and like everyone else is new. But that's not necessarily the
0: case, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it could be that Dolores is. Maybe the first one that was ever made, mm. but they must have been made very closely together um like in the very beginning of the episode uh we We now have the context that when Arnold was talking to Dolores, he was kind of coaching her to get ready to to be the presenter for um the delos mm. uh people um but then when Ford says, "We'll go with the other girl," he was actually talking about. Um, I think her name is Angela, mm-hmm. the one that ended up going with the Ghost Nation host guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That would have been very
0: interesting
1: because you know, cause, I mean, Logan just has like a huge orgy with with the host, I guess. Um, right. So I, I, guess, I guess what else do you do when you find out you're in a room with a bunch of robots? I don't All right, know.
0: you just have sex with everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's very Logan. Very, very <laughs> on brand, um, but you know if that was Dolores, like i I like just the way they present her character, you know that's just not that that wouldn't be aligned with that,, mm-hmm. and, and then she also she she sees them like after like the next right, day, right. so like w t f yeah, yeah, dang, man, there's so much to talk about, uh.
0: It really is, and and um, I feel like we're we're. I mean, we're obviously getting kind of deep, but uh, there are so many branches to go into. Yeah. Wow. What do you think about those uh, symbols uh, at the the center, on the cinder blocks in Arnold's house? Do you think that's like significant? Like, I felt like the camera was zooming in. Yeah, I feel like it was really highlighting them, and also just the fact that they look
1: so unique. Uh-huh. Um, they don't. They don't look like normal walls. Normal you know, cinder blocks. They have little crosses on them and plus signs or something like.
0: Yeah, like division symbols with like yeah. extra dots. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, and then like Dolores was feeling the texture and stuff. Um, right. There's something. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, camera work, I guess. I don't know how. Like the scene when, in the present, she is confronting that, that guy that ran away, and he's crying, you know? And she, like, feels, like, wipes his tear and stuff, and then kind of flashes back and forth really quick, like, her hmm. feeling the cinder blocks, and then her wiping oh. the tears. Um, so just the way they did that, like, yeah, totally. Something there, like, it, it, it was kind of cool, just to see that connection to the past, I think, reinforcing right. that she remembers all these different experiences, um yep. but yeah, I don't know. We might see the center block somewhere in
0: Westworld again. We might could could be the Argos initiative. Ooh, Yeah. Yeah. Any other like uh interesting things that you noticed from the episode? Um yeah,
1: I think I I got two one one kind of uh, not serious, but <laughs> 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 yeah, you also put it in the summary when when Dolores told the tech to show Teddy like all his past lives and stuff i was like no Uh teddy's gonna see how many times he's died (laughs) he's gonna see see himself the way we see him that's just the guy that dies all the time Um, (laughs) right i just feel bad for him and that but that though he got mad which he did that i don't know if that's the first time we've seen that but it's like it brought out a different response in him Right. Um, so that that was pretty interesting. But also, I was like, "Dang,
0: Teddy! You know, now you know, you are just the guy that dies." <laughs> yeah, right. Right. It would be cool to see Teddy's character kind of change. Yeah. Um. Because he's been the he's been one of the most stagnant characters in this. Uh, in this. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm just I'm waiting for that too. Because I mean, they they keep him around, and he's still important. So I feel like right. you know he's got some some things gonna
0: give. Where he kind of develops a little bit further. Um, well, it it definitely didn't give when he had that guy up against the wall, yeah. and he asked, uh, "What the hell is this place?" <laughs> and the guy's like, "It's it's fun. It's just for fun." Yeah, and he didn't I'm even like, kill him. Like, I was like, "Say that, um, <laughs> right?" <laughs> it's like those are last words, buddy. But you're up against Teddy, so yeah, uh, it doesn't mean anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's more likely that somehow you'll you'll just kill him, just because that's how the story goes right (laughs) yeah yeah I I think the the last thing that I was thinking about is like man what what, what do you think the the thing that William built is you know Mm. like Dolores kind of ends the episode is like I know that it's not a place it's a weapon and that's kind of like cliffhanger Um, I don't know if you have any predictions or thoughts about it Um, because they they give us like a half a second of the construction and I was like what
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Are you trying to tease me? Is it this? Yeah, I mean, is it the same place that was shown in season one? I that maybe, machine that Ford was building. Yeah. Is it?
1: Maybe it, it looked kind of similar.
0: Um. Uh, hmm. you know. Well, to me, it looks like a factory of sorts. Mm. So I don't know if it's maybe something that generates the land in Westworld, or oh. it, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's like this this giant rendering machine that like makes everything like makes the mm. land, makes the animals, makes the hosts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, think I mean, because it didn't look like a weapon a, weapon, a crazy like theory that
1: kind of ran past my mind is just thinking about William. Cause he's the one that built it. Right. Or, well, more right. so thinking about man in black. So I don't know if it applies to middle William and just his <laughs> savvy business evil mind. But I was thinking like, since the man in black just wants the stakes to be real, he kind of wants to bridge mm-hmm. and connect the two worlds in some ways. Like he just wants the risk to be there. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking like, what if he built a bridge to leave like the West world oh. and the, and the bridge is to go into the real world like, huh. I, I don't that's like pretty, pretty out of left field. But to me, it kind of looked like a bridge, like they were building. Um, But like his, I could see that being a mistake too, where he's like, yeah, you know, maybe that's his way of putting some risk in is like, they could actually escape. Um, Then right. he's like, I regret it because now they might escape. But I, I don't know. That's like not, not hmm. really based on anything. But yeah. Yeah. But that's just I, my, yeah. my conspiracy theory.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it makes sense kind of because it doesn't look like it doesn't look like a rocket or it doesn't look like a like artillery gun. I mean, mm. didn't seem like a traditional weapon, like a like a I don't know, like a firearm or something. Mm. Uh, Not firearm, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So maybe it is like a bridge or maybe it's like. Yeah, and then if if Dolores is saying if Dolores is calling it a weapon, uh, maybe she's like weaponizing the bridge so she can get hosts into the mm-hmm. real world. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mean. I don't know. Many questions, as always. Yeah, yeah.
1: Did Did you have any last thoughts or things? I mean, there's so much more. There's always so much more.
0: But any last things you want to to give a shout out to? Um, I guess maybe this last thing I'll read is a quote from uh uh elderly William, the right. man in Black, uh, about the West world. This is when he's talking to um Lawrence in the bar mm. um and just kind of explaining um uh kind of the existence of God, I guess mm. um, so he says, Yeah, in the real world, you'd probably be right Talk about like uh um religion just some fairy tale to convince people to behave pay their taxes not to take a machete to their neighbors that's why your world exists Uh, they wanted a place hidden from God a place they could sin in peace but we were watching them we were tallying up their sins all their choices of course judgment wasn't the point we had something else in mind entirely Mm. I guess that's you know hinting at the data mining thing but uh I just thought that was an interesting quote
1: yeah yeah. I, I, in general I feel like we're just getting a a broader view of Westworld and Delos and just everything else. And I, I like I like the way that the season's going. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, well uh I think that brings us to our last bit of the episode, uh, our pod. Um what's making you happy this week? So uh Dill, what's making you happy this week, man?
1: What's making me happy? Um, yeah, this weekend, actually, we, we had some family friends come visit us here. And it was really good to see them. Uh, is basically, the, there's uh, one of my mom's friends and her son is someone that I kind of grew up with for a while. He's He's a bit older than me, but basically he was kind of in high school when I was in junior high. And we just spent a lot of time Mm. together um, when we were younger. But then we just haven't really seen each other. He moved, I moved, kind of thing. Like they moved out to California, I moved to Texas. And we just haven't been in touch. But this weekend, they were able to come out and visit, and we got to see them reconnect and just kind of catch up on how life is going um yeah so yeah so i i like that you know i'm pretty bad at keeping in touch with people and after a certain point which is probably too short but i'm just like well <laughs> i'll probably never see them again and that's it Um when i could really just like hit them up on facebook or like text them be like yo what up it's right. been a while um so you know I, I i like being able to reconnect and just be like oh yeah even though we don't Talk all the time, you know we we we're still friends, you know we have history and and like that still means something, um so it was good i I didn't get to hang out with them quite as much as I wanted, um, so I don't know what their opinion on Dallas is, uh cause I don't think mm. they got to see too much of it, but you know we got to eat some good food together, and that's always nice. what my making me happy this week is actually about. You know, right. that's, that's, my my core, already. core directive or whatever, you know, food, <laughs> um, All right.
0: It's in your nature.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, reconnecting with, with some old friends, like real old school, you know, episode two going way back, you know, also this weekend going way back for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what about you, man?
0: Yeah. Uh, what's making me happy this week? I guess, uh, two things, one small thing, uh, well just event my mom and my dad uh just flew back from taiwan mm-hmm. and they're in this, they're in uh washington state right now they're back in the united states uh so uh I look forward to seeing them during christmas time uh, which is when i'll be going back to houston mm-hmm. um another thing that's kind of kind of cool is just uh we had uh, at the place where i work we had like a uh our um uh uh what's it called? White Elephant Exchange. And last year I got a uh vintage uh Playboy Bunny um poster. Ooh, okay. Uh it wasn't like pornographic, but it was it was just like a sparkly Playboy bunny. <laughs> and uh <laughs> sounding like a real Logan right now, but uh I I actually I hope no one's hearing this, listen to this from my work. I did not keep it Ooh. Um, and because I didn't really want it, I mean, to be honest. Um, uh, this year I got um, a little notebook, which I've been trying to, it's, it's a small thing, but I've been actually journaling my coffee, hey. so it's been useful to have. <laughs>
1: nice, nice. I like it.
0: So yeah, that's a pretty roundabout story, but yeah, those are some things that I'm pretty happy about. Uh, well, Adil, thanks for uh, pouring it over with me. It's been fun, uh, and I look forward to it every week. And thanks for all our listeners uh, tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week uh, where we'll talk about episode three and chit-chat more about coffee. See ya.
1: This was the Pour Over Podcast. You can email us at pourovershow at gmail.com and tweet us at pourover underscore show. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on SoundCloud.com slash KidMajestic. One word. Thanks for joining us and take care.